This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Don't fast forward this. Wait right there. Don't press the button. No Halftime has sponsored Clock Dodgers since day one. No Halftime is a daily fantasy sports app. DFS, fantasy football, you know what I'm talking about. Basketball, baseball, they do everything. They will actually match up to $100 of your first deposit if you use the promo code CLOCK100, C-L-O-C-K-100. You can download them on your iPhone, your Android, go to nohalftime.com directly if it's easier for you, but go do it. Go do it. They support us. You support us. We support each other. Everything is one big happy family. So go to No Halftime. Get on there. Get your family on there. Get your friends on there. Just like you do with this podcast. You grab everybody's phone and download the app. You grab everybody's phone and you subscribe to Clock Dodgers. It's the same thing, guys. We do it for everybody. One big circle of supporting and everybody comes away happy. I love you guys. No Halftime loves you guys. It's important not to skip these ads because no halftime loves you and wants you to be a part of our life together. <laughs> Let's go. Cannot play with it. Cannot win with it. Cannot cope with it. Can't do it. You play with the game. Now, man, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Clock Dodgers Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It's a Clock Dodgers Thanksgiving special, and I'm joined by a special guest today. I have with me none other than Mr. Points for Free, Josh Crocker. It's been a long time coming. How are you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's no Adam to episode this week. Me and Adam, you know, we tried to to make it happen, but, you know, the holiday schedules and stuff kind of threw us off. Me and you planned on doing one anyway, um, so it just kind of worked together. It made sense. It worked out either way. Um, you got a lot of stuff going on for your for your Thanksgiving? Uh, we're going to hit the road early tomorrow morning, and we'll be we'll be doing the family thing from there on out. But, but right now, this is, this is it for me. <laughs> I hear you, man. Yeah, we're going to have everyone at my house, too. So it was definitely a necessity to do this now rather than later. Um, so for those who don't know, um, which would be crazy because if you listen to the show, you should be, list- you should be checking out clockdodgers.com anyway. But, you know, there may be some slackers out there who don't. So Josh is the writer. Um, you, you write for obviously different places, but um, you do the articles on clockdodgers.com, which are, which are called Points for Free. And it's it's streaming articles for quarterbacks, tight ends, uh, DSTs, and you do these every week. Um, you, you hit you hit pretty good on them, man. And you know everyone has kind of their special thing. And for you, it just you know streaming players, you're you're really good at that. So you know we'll get more into the streaming aspect of it a little bit and stuff. But um, you know you, you get you got some great content. And I'm just curious, like what before before we get into everything else, what got you into 
streaming so heavily? Like, what is what is it that you you know that you liked about it or that intrigued you um, to get so far into it? You, you know, just playing fantasy football in my own leagues, it was just a, a strategy that always made sense, and it's it's just a lot of fun. You know, when you can just go get some guy off the waiver wire, and he's he's in the right matchup, and he fills in for you that week. It, it's just a lot more fun, I think, than trying to hold on to the same guy and hoping he pans out for you. It, it, it's just something I've always enjoyed doing. Yeah, no, I definitely agree, and and it's been fun having you. You know, uh, you know, working on the site and stuff. Your articles are great, and every week I try to like predict which or who you're gonna put in your articles. I'm like, let's see how you know how close I am to what he's thinking. Like I just try to try to match it up because I know you're you know you're deeper in it than I am as far as the streamings, but I always try to see how close I can get to your to your way of thinking before you drop your articles. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I you know I listen to and read a bunch of other people, and I I do the same thing with them. Yeah, so, it's yeah, fun. It's man. always interesting to see what other people have to say about the week. Yeah, it's fun stuff, man. It's fun stuff, but um, definitely appreciate your articles and, and definitely recommend everyone to go check it out uh, when they get when they get a chance. But we're gonna we're gonna get more into all that kind of stuff, but. I always like to start off the show, as you know, as everyone else knows, with you know different things that are kind of the hot topics or headlines and and fantasy, and and it kind of seems like right now there, there's one major thing that everyone's talking about, and it's injuries. Um, every, everywhere you look, and, and every fantasy team, it seems to be unaffected some way or another. You know, this whole season's been kind of rough, it seemed like, but I, I I can't recall a season this late into the season where this many injuries, especially serious injuries, are happening. Um, I'm not sure if you can recall one as dramatic. Last week just seemed really dramatic to me. I don't know if I'm, if I'm overthinking it or what. Uh, the AJ Green thing is huge. I mean, the the Bengals as a as a team are, are looking pretty decimated. They lost him and Gio Bernard too. I yeah, it, I, the the season you're in probably always seems like you know the the most dramatic severe season ever. But this one does seem pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, just just last week you got Gio Bernard out for the season. You got AJ Green, which we don't really know how far out he's going to be. They said at first it was like a season thing, but since then it's been kind of um, back down a little bit. But you also have um, Procise, uh, you know, uh, Luck is hurt, McCoy got hurt, Ingram was hurt. You know, of course, you know, and again, the list goes on and, and the injuries are, are different severity. So not all of them are out for the year or anything, but it just seems like, you know, a bunch of guys, key players for a lot of people. And, and like and like you said, maybe it's just I'm in the moment. It's kind of you know the the no most... that you know I had forgotten about some of those. CJ Procise is another big one. Yeah, yeah that, you got to feel terrible for that guy. He came back, debuted, had an awesome game, and uh, out for a while is what is what Pete Carroll was saying. So yeah, they they, they they've had a uh, an interesting run at running back this year <laughs> between yeah you know Michaels, Rawls, Procise. I mean it's just you know, up and down, up and down. Alex Collins now is probably going to get a little play because of this. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But it kind of, when, when, when you see things like this, it, it emphasizes um, the importance of waiver wire um, trades. You know, you, you can always say, you know, in your draft, you draft for depth, but you can never really predict, you know, this far into the season and how things are actually going to unfold. So, you know, this kind of stuff to me always emphasizes the waiver wire and, of course, streaming, which is perfect for you to be on today because obviously a lot of people will be streaming this week um due to you know these injuries and of course some people are just automatically gonna logically think well i'll just take whoever the next man up you know behind that player is that's out but that's not always the best case right 
No, no. Sometimes, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty worried about the Bengals. I don't know if we're going to be able to just pick up a guy and plug him in for AJ Green. You know, they, the team may just, we may just have to lower expectations for all of our Bengals. So, so sometimes streaming works great, but sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't just pan out that way. That out of all these guys that are, that are hurt this week. Do you think that there's, I mean, obviously A.J. Green is getting all of the headlines. Uh, Bernard's getting a lot of it. But do you think any of those guys that I named or, or anybody else that I forgot to mention, um, do you think any of their injuries are going to go kind of under the radar because of those guys? And, you know, they're going to cause a lot of issues come playoff time? Man, that, that's, t- I think. Some, some, sometimes I think, the injuries that are not so serious, like the week-to-week ones, cause more issues than the ones where you know the guy is out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, where where he might come back and try to play and still be injured. Yeah, like you that, got a guy like know, McCoy that, or Ingram, and you're like, you know, you never yeah. know now. Do I play him? Do I not? You know, right. how how, yeah, how healthy the, is he? Those are the worst. You want him either in or out. Uh, maybe Andrew Luck. You know, last year we saw him have have a pretty rough year, and and you know the rumors are that he was he was probably hurt the whole time. So so now. With, with what he's dealing with, and that could easily turn it into one of those type of situations. Yeah, and, 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 and I guess they're starting Tolzien, right? Is that what I heard last? That's that's what I've heard, yeah. And so when you got and, Hilton owners, it affects, you know, Moncrief owners. Oh, yeah. You know, when, when you see a guy go down like Andrew Luck, it's just maybe possibly for one week, who knows, maybe more with these, you know, kind of injuries. But um, how, how much do, do, does the quarterback affect you, for instance, if you're a Hilton owner or a Moncrief owner? Like, I know some people who say, you know, start your studs regardless, or, you know, the quarterback doesn't have to be well, great because, you know, the guy is that good, like Hilton or something. But how, how do you react personally to it? Oh, I mean, ask DeAndre Hopkins how much the quarterback has affected him this year, you know? That's true. It, I, th- I think it can be, it can be huge. And, and, you know, with, with Andrew Luck, I think, that could be a, a big hot mess with him on the sideline. So he's going to be under a lot of pressure, you know, even if it's just his own pressure to get back in the game, that that could really get the Colts off the tracks, I think. Yeah. Ho- hopefully he's back next week and he's fine, you know. It... But, of course, it's in that, uh, you know, that, that time frame, you know, that playoff race where Andrew Luck owners, if you're not doing, you know, you're in the thick of things right now, you're not like a sealed, you know, playoff run. This is where you're going to start stressing out and freaking out. But – you know, we were mentioning all these guys that are hurt and that are getting injured and, you know, going through these motions. There's also guys who have been coming back or on track to come back. Um, you know, Rawls obviously came back recently. Martin came back recently. I hear Watkins has been out there practicing today. Um, you know, for, for guys like that, there's for me, there's different strategies, right? So like Martin, I had him in some leagues and I sat on him. I waited the whole time. I didn't trade him. I just kept looking at the playoff schedule and saying, you know, man, when this guy comes back, he's going he's gonna to light it up. And I think, you know, for, for one league, I, I can, I'm thinking off the top of my head, I'm, I'm four and seven, and I'm pretty much out of it. There's no chance to playoffs. And I, and I had Martin this whole time, and people were offering me stuff, and I didn't trade him. Um, when, when you're in that kind of situation with a guy of Martin's caliber or Watkins' caliber or, you know, Rawls' possible caliber, I'm a big believer in Rawls, but not everybody is. Um, do, you, do you tend to keep those guys and sit on them? Or, you know, do you kind of play wait and see and see how your, how, how your season starts unfolding? Or are you one of those guys who just start unloading them as soon as the injuries start piling up? I think it probably depends some on the team I've got. But if you think the guy like Doug Martin can come back into his role and, and just kind of reestablish value, I think you would hold him. You know, unless somebody's going to pay you just 100% of what they're worth, 
which which those those are not the authors those are not the offers you get when somebody gets injured right right <laughs> everybody wants a discount so no if somebody like Doug Martin or you know Thomas Rawls I'm I'm going to sit there and and wait for them to come back if I can afford to yeah yeah, I I tend to also like, but but again, like you said, it, it depends on the player and like how confident I am. You know, Martin, I held on to him, and like I said, I don't think that's the one thing that burned me in that in that particular league. But it's just something now that after the fact, I can't let go of it. Um, but I got like Watkins, I had in the league, and I did trade him. You know, like right away when things started getting weird, like before he was totally out, um, I traded him, and I like gotta get this guy off my team. But um, you know, it's like you said, it's one of those things that kind of depends on situation. You know, situational basis, but um, do do you think yeah. Watkins is going to be a you know a factor at all? I would love for him to come back, but I just I don't know. He just seems like he's he's just getting that injury prone kind of a tag, you know. And I'm just pretty skeptical about about what he'll actually be able to come back and do. You know, at, when he was playing though. They were saying it's just going to be a, a pain tolerance issue. He could just play through this the whole time, and then I don't know something changed and he was out. So I, maybe he will be able to. Yeah, I, I remember reading those articles. That was right before I traded him because they did say you know it's just a pain tolerance thing. I I, I only did it because it was a foot. You know I mean, it, with a wide receiver and it was a foot. I was like, if anything else, I would have stuck with this guy. But the foot thing scared me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't I don't want to get all doom and gloom because of the injuries. You know, like like you know, like you said, there's always streaming. There's you know the waiver wire. There's trades. If your league's you know trade deadline hasn't passed, um, so those are all you know possibilities. You also got a guy like Gronk, who you know sounds like he's not going to play. Diggs was even called out today. Um, with with Diggs being out, do you think any of the Vikings wide receivers um, get a bump up? You know, I don't know about this Vikings offense. The especially. Playing Detroit, I mean Detroit is not a good defense, but they they play the ball really s- slowly, and so you know Minnesota is also not a fast paced offense, and I I think it's just going to be really hard for either team in a in a divisional matchup to get very much going on. So yeah. so Thielen might you know his value might crop up if anybody's going to do it. I think it would be Thielen, maybe Rudolph. Yeah. I think there's an equally good chance that you just you just see a, a low scoring, you know. Thielen's a, a sneaky a little low, play. Yeah, he has a chance. Yeah, he he's he has shined. You know, I I couldn't have told you who Adam Thielen was in the offseason. <laughs> Neither could I. But no, I he he's he's one of the more reliable guys that you can just go and and, and grab. I. In DFS, he might he might pan out for you. If anybody on that Vikings offense is going to, it's going to be him. But I'm not sure I like the Vikings offense this week. Yeah, it's tough. They've been they've been a tough team. You know, um, sometimes their defense has been hot, then it gets slow, then it got hot. Offense, same thing, hot, cold, hot. So we'll see if they continue. You know, which which trajectory they they continue in. Um, so I mean, again. Injuries, a big deal. I know everyone's kind of beating it um, into the ground, so I don't want to get too crazy about it. But definitely, again, the, the, the big thing to remember is it just emphasizes how important, you know, getting good at streaming is, you know, listening to guys like Josh, like you, um, as far as the streaming goes. And then, of course, you know, mastering the waiver wire and, and, of course, you know, trades, not always thinking about 
you know trading for the big studs but also getting those guys who who can fill in in, in situations like this where things get crazy um i do want to I, you know you know man i always like to play games here man i like to i like to keep yeah. things interesting um i had this new game i wanted to try out um i think it's gonna be fun I, I don't know i don't know if you see them a lot i'm sure you do but when when a lot of people ask you questions i'm on twitter or anywhere else i'm on the fantasy life app and stuff like that sleeper bot a lot um a lot of guys you know or not even asking me questions they're just kind of throwing it out into the ether there but they they'll, they'll, they'll start their their statement by am i crazy if you know like if i do such and such um so i wanted to just kind of take um some that i've seen out there and, and kind of you know i mean you can kind of be the judge on if people are crazy or not man if they uh you know, if they belong in a padded room or if they're free to roam with society, okay. Yeah, okay. I like the sound of this. You like that? All right, cool. So let's go ahead and, and jump right in. I have one, actually, you know, speaking of Minnesota Vikings, I'm going to start with one. So am I crazy if I start Cordell Patterson over Brandon Marshall this week in a league that counts return yards? That's the important factor here. Am I crazy if I start Cordell Patterson in that situation? Oh man, you know I I have a lot of Brandon Marshall, so I understand the the frustration, but I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. I I wouldn't call somebody crazy, but it, but I would say that you're definitely you're swinging for the fences there. <laughs> you might be borderline. We might have to get you checked out. Yeah, the, the the Jets are playing New England this week, and New England has a, a sneaky bad pass defense. So I I have some some you know some hopes for Brandon Marshall being able to salvage the the last part of this season, but I understand Cordero Patterson is an exciting player. You know he could he could rip one in on you know a return, and that's that's probably all it takes to make the whole day. But I, I I'd still put Brandon Marshall in. Yeah, and for and for you, I mean, I, like I said, I can, like you said, I can understand this person's point of view. I, I wouldn't even call them crazy if they did it because I understand um, Brandon Marshall has been, you know, pretty disappointing as of late, especially with the whole quarterback issues and everything in New York. Um, d- does the dig situation hurt or help this person in starting Patterson? Do you think? I think it hurts him because you know weapons help weapons on an offense a lot of times. And with with the Vikings maybe losing Diggs, he you know he's not AJ Green, but it's kind of like the Bengals losing AJ Green. That offense is just not going to be as good. But Brandon LaFell is going to get some more targets. Adam Thielen's going to get some more targets, but I think everybody's better off with those star players in the lineup. Yeah, I, I agree. It's one of those situations where a lot of people say, "Oh well, you know Diggs is out, so that means Patterson's going to get a lot more targets." Well, yeah, that you may be right, but at the same time, he's going to get a lot more attention than he would have. So, yeah, um, I definitely think you know along the lines with you that it probably hurts him more than helps him. Um, so, th- so the next one: Am I crazy if my plan is to start Colin Kaepernick rest of season? No, you are not crazy. Can I just tell you how much I love Colin Kaepernick? Please, right man, now? go on a rant. Oh, we need a gosh. rant right now like, more than anything. Like, he out of nowhere, right? Out of nowhere, and and he's scoring 18, 19, 23 points every week, and, and it's in terrible game scripts. He's done it throwing the ball, you know, like he did against the Saints in that game. He only rushed for twenty three yards, and then in other games he'll just rush for eighty yards and, and get you points that way. There, there is not another. 20% owned quarterback who you can say, well, you know what? If he just goes out and throws for 150 yards and one touchdown, that'll be fine because the floor <laughs> is there for rushing yards. There's not another quarterback who does that. 
not Tyrod Taylor, none of those guys. He he's great. Yeah, I, I you know I'm not gonna you know get crazy here, but I did tell people that if for some reason, um, uh, who was starting there before him just recently? Who, who do you, who do you replace? Gabbert, right? I I did mention that if Gabbert for whatever reason doesn't stick, that I did think Colin Kaepernick was worthy, and I actually I I want to say. I don't know if it was the Scott Fishbowl. I drafted Kaepernick in some league, and then when Gabbert started the first couple of games, I was like, "All right, I need to, you know, get rid of him and and, and put someone else in the lineup." Um, but I, I did, you know, have faith that if he played, that he would, you know, be efficient. Not, you know, not amazing or something, but I did think he would be efficient. But um, he's been doing well, man. And, and like you said, even if the, when the Forty ers lose, uh, it doesn't matter. Like you don't even care what the score is. You know, you just know that. They're going to play from behind more than likely. He's going to run like crazy or, you know, throw a bunch of bombs and he's just going to make points happen. Um, so I agree with you, man. I don't think this person's crazy if they do that. Um, now, what what if they have other quarterbacks, though? Like, you know, it Kirk. depends on I would start Kaepernick, you know, over a lot of guys right now. Where, where, where do you feel comfortable? Like if you had to put him in a range, like where, where, would you, where are you at right now with him? Like between what guys like? Well, okay, you know, week to week, I could easily see starting him over Manning or Stafford, depending on the matchup. Right. You know, I, I would have a hard time putting him in over somebody like Dak Prescott right now. Um, I'd, I'd probably start him in a good matchup over Carson Palmer. There, there's a lot of guys. He's Colin Kaepernick might be, you know, just on the weeks that he starts for the remainder of the season, he might be a QB1 on the season. Nice. I like the Colin Kaepernick. I love when the underdogs get love, man. He deserves yeah, it. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's not even playing like he did last year. He has improved significantly, at least in my opinion. So you, you got to give him credit where it's due, I think. Yeah, for sure. So I, I agree. This person wouldn't be crazy. Um, now, another quarterback who I did hear some rumblings about today that he might play this year, um, you know, he got hurt right off the bat, like many expected, um, and it's Robert Griffin. So am I crazy if I think Robert Griffin will play again this season and be fantasy start worthy in at least a one game? Yeah, I, yeah okay, I'll go ahead and call you crazy. I, you know what? <laughs> He'll probably start. I just don't think he's good. I don't think he... I, I, I kind of have this irrational um, love for Josh McCown. and. You know, so for me, that's who should be starting at, at Brown's QB. But they may they may go to RG3. I just don't think he'll be able to do anything with the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised Josh McCown hasn't really had that opportunity since he, you know, I know he got hurt and that's what kind of took him off track. Yeah. But. Well, he's not the future. Everybody can see that much, right? He's he's just finishing his career. So th- that's I true. See- and, and the Browns said they don't care. Like they really don't care about their wins right now. Like that's at least that's how they're acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're letting Cody Kessler or they were, I guess McCown's going to start this week, but they, I could understand letting the young guy go out and get some, you know, some experience, but man, that whole offense is just completely different when, when Josh McCown's under center, you know, all of a sudden Corey Coleman is good. And Gary Barnage is a, uh, you know, is a tight end one. And, yeah, it's so much more exciting when he's when he's throwing the ball. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think you know, I think I think Coleman is is the guy here who might get a, get a pretty good bump because of McCown. Um, you know, Pryor's already doing his thing. Um, but you know, 
McCown's just obviously better than Kessler. You know, you can't, you know, compare the two right this moment because they're both in to- two totally different places in their career. But I just think um, Coleman will be a little surprising. But yeah, you know, some guys stash, you know, are stashing a guy like Robert Griffin, just kind of hoping that something will happen, kind of a lottery ticket thing. But I agree with you, probably not going to be fantasy worthy the rest of the season. Um, am I crazy if I believe that Jarek McKinnon is about to crush it the last bunch of relevant games that we have here left in the fantasy season? I, I think Jarek McKinnon has all the talent uh, with which to crush it, but I don't think that that Vikings offensive line does. So uh, I, I want to believe, but I, I, I'm just skeptical about, I, you know, I just don't think any of these running backs really get that high above the situation that they're in. And McKinnon would have to be otherworldly, I think, to, to have a very successful end of the season behind what they are calling an offensive line in Minnesota right now. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, the talent is all there. You know, Adam had talked on a previous uh, episode right when around, I think when Adrian Peterson got hurt or something, and really talked up McKinnon. McKinnon had the big game, you know, right out the gate, and then just, man, from there, it's just nothing's happened. It's been so disappointing. But um, I love watching him play. Yeah. Know, the way he's just, he's got that kind of, you know, that that twitch. He can just, just kind of jitter past guys. He's He's a great runner. I love watching him, but. But there's just there's he's not getting any blocking. Yeah, absolutely. It's tough <laughs> when you're running back. You're not getting blocking. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, what do you yeah, do? Th- that's all that I I had scoured off um, the the you know the net and everything before I um, came on here with you. Do, you. do you have any that you can think of that you've seen around or that you have personally that you that you're thinking about that you know might be a crazy idea? Yeah, that, that's kind of tough. You know, I I can tell you right now. I'm thinking about throwing Tevin Coleman in with the, in his first game back. I'm oh, not sure. That's actually not a bad one. That's great. a crazy one right there. <laughs> well, you know, I've I've kind of been pounded by the injuries this year at running back, so uh, it's it's one I'm thinking about. Yeah. Well, like like you said, you know, it, it, situation calls for it. Um, he was hot, you know, before it all happened, before it all fell apart. So um, it's not crazy, I guess, to assume that he can jump right back in that spot. You know. Um, so that, that's it for those, but you know, obviously, um, for those listening, you know, send some of those into us. I think it's, you know, a fun little segment to do. Um, so definitely send more of those into us so we can keep, uh, letting you know if you're crazy, you need a little more evaluation maybe, or if you're, you know, you're free to roam with the, the rest of the quote unquote normals. Um, uh, w- one of the things that, you know, me and Adam normally do is the no halftime challenges. So, you know, anyone who's been listening knows I'm in a pretty bad funk, man. I'm I'm in a hole there. It hasn't been good. The only positive when Adam isn't on the show is that he doesn't tell everyone the record that we have right now. Um, so that's a good thing. But like last week uh, with Matrix on the show, um, you know, we, we me and Adam, whether schedules conflict or not, we still put our, you know, our no halftime challenge together. And I want you to kind of go over these with me and see if, you know, see if you, uh, you know, you see a sweep in the making for me. Are you down for that? Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. So, uh, well, for those who don't know, No Halftime, you know, it's a daily fantasy sports app. You play player versus player challenges rather than drafting whole teams. So uh, me and Adam just every week pick a quarterback, a running back, wide receiver, a tight end, and a flex. And we, you know, we keep kind of adding them up each week to see who who will reign uh, supreme here at the end. Um, so, so this week I picked Kirk Cousins as my quarterback, and he picked Stafford. Who, 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 what side do you lean to here, Josh? That's not even going to be close. Cousins is going to blow. Like, going to kill you him. You should right? be giving him some kind of handicap in oh, this matchup. Man. 
he, he, he did but, mention he did mention that Cousins was the guy he wanted to pick this week. And I told him, hey man, if you want Cousins, I'll just you know I'll change like Dak Prescott or something. But he was like, no, no, you picked them, stick with them. I'll take Stafford. I said, okay. So Cousins versus Stafford, you're leaning heavily on my side on this one. Oh yeah, yeah. I, Cousins has been on fire. I, I think this game against the Cowboys. You know he's he's not going to get as much run as he did against the the Packers last week, but he he's just been he's been great. He was just nailing guys downfield last week. Yeah. I, I'm really impressed. I was upset when I went to set my my DraftKings lineups for the week, and you there is no like whole week slate where you can put Kirk Cousins in, <laughs> so, and that just ruined my whole thing. That sucks. Kirk Cousins, so, yeah, he, you like that, you know. He, he he's he's a baller, man. He's, he's <laughs> been balling. Yeah. <laughs> so I got you there, Adam. Sorry to tell you, Josh agrees with me. I actually, for running back, I went with a, a trend here. Um, I, I went with a, a Redskins running back in Kelly, who's also been tearing it up lately. Um, he went with Gore, which again, man, with Andrew Luck out, I think it's a bad thing for Gore. Um, he didn't know when he picked Gore that luck was declared out yet. This was before that. Um, but, you know, I'm going to make him stick to Gore. So what do you think? Kelly versus Gore? <clears throat> Kelly doesn't have the easiest matchup, though, to be to be fair. But uh, Kelly or Gore, who, who, whose side are you feeling on this one? I I, would, I like Kelly. Man, I, I feel like I, I should be – I like Kelly in this. Dallas is not that tough against running backs. And – with with Tolzien playing, they may give Gore more more attempts than usual, but he's not going to get those one and two yard line, you know, just fall into the end zone type of opportunities. The Colts are not going to be in scoring position as much as they would be with Andrew Luck. Yeah, and you would so, think the defenses would put more in the box too to kind of make right? Tolzien prove it, you know. Yeah, that's right. I mean, exactly. You're going to make him beat you yep. and stack the box. So. so, so Adam, sorry, buddy. You made this decision before Andrew Luck was declared out. What can you do, man? It's just the way it happens sometimes. It's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, he, he and at the wide receiver now, he kept the same trend going. He went with another Colt. I actually went with Beasley. Um, now, the thing to, to remember with no halftime is it's non-PPR, though. So it's standard. Um, I went with Beasley. He went with Moncrief, who now has Tolzien as his quarterback. Um, who, who, who do you? Who are you feeling on that matchup? Well, if there's a if there's a Colts wide receiver that can hold on to some value, you know, at least at least Moncrief is that that possession type wide receiver. He's not gonna make Tolzien hit him on a you know a 35 yard go route. Uh, you know, I like Moncrief a lot more, but with Tolzien. With Tulzine, it's hard to say. You know, I, I I think I'd probably take take Beasley because <laughs> he's got his quarterback, but it's close. Uh, that one could go the other way. I'm Josh, not sure about that. Josh, we may need to have you come on every <laughs> single week during just the no halftime segment, just to let Adam know what's to up. To be man. a cheerleader. Yeah, yeah, this is working out <laughs> great. You between you and Tulzine, you guys have been the great equalizer today. So uh, this could be a get right week for you. This might be it. I might be back in it here, man. Thanks to Tolzine and Josh. Um, the, the tight ends, I went Ebron, who I'm loving lately, and he went oh, Jason yeah. Witten. Okay, so Jason Witten does have 
a good matchup against Washington's given up a lot of points to tight ends. But but it's like the ghost of Jason Witten at this point, right? <laughs> and, and, I mean, Eric Eric Ebron is getting it done even in bad matchups. So yeah, I, <laughs> dude, is, is, is dude, that is I'm that is that is that giving this week to me? Is that I'm trying to give I, this week to me on purpose? I don't I don't know. Is this a feel I, bad I, week for me? A pity week? What I mean, I can understand the Witten pick. Uh, Looking at, I like I like to use the Harris index, and Washington is given up four point seven above the tight ends that they face their average. So whatever their average is, they're scoring almost five points above that against Washington. So that's that's great for Jason Witten, but Eric Ebron is Eric Ebron. He that's right. He's just he's fantastic. I I would go Eric Ebron there. He's Eric Ebron, and he's my pick this week. All right. Then yeah. The last, I mean, he, he, the, again, man, I, I think Adam's behind on this one, man. I think we got him so far. I think for some reason you're coming across very smart right now, Josh. I mean, <laughs> you know, something about you. I don't know what it is. You just, it just seems like you're really smart right now. It's just, it's got, you know, I mean, you've always been smart, I, but it just seems like you've gotten higher IQ in the last five minutes. I understand. I, I see how this works. <laughs> the last one, the flex position where we could pick any player because i know halftime you can even pick kickers but um this week we didn't go kickers we both went wide receivers actually i took the wide receiver that we said you know if anyone we feel good about in the vikings offense it's dylan 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 i always pronounce his name yeah. wrong um and uh again i'm not really the good pronunciator on the show um adam usually helps me out with that you obviously are a very smart guy so you can help me out with it this week and um he picked garcon a guy that we just said, you know, Cousins was, was tearing it up with last week. So this is probably going to be a, you know, maybe you might lean you might lean Adam's way on this one, or you might say, you know, this is a toss-up. Yeah, no, I'm going to give this one to Adam. I, I have to maintain some credibility here. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Garcon has a real good chance of getting into the end zone. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit before. I'm, I don't know if there's going to be anything happening in that Vikings offense. So Damn it, man. Yeah. Cousins and Garcon. He killed my sweep. It's all right. Yeah, you know he he has to hold on to some kind of hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he does have the better record going all this way, so I understand you had to, you know, you had to hedge your bets here, and at least, you know, he's kind of the favorite. You had to lean somewhere on him. I understand, man. I yeah, understand. Yeah. I understand. Keep um, it interesting. Yeah, keep it interesting for sure. Um, so we'll see how that turns out. Again, we'll have to wait for Adam to come back to know the record because I have lost track of it because I have no interest in it because. It's not looking good for me, but after this week, maybe I'll start remembering the record again because it may be a little more in my favor. We shall see how that plays out. Um, you know, I mentioned you know I mentioned earlier you do the streaming articles. Um, you even go on other podcasts and do talk about streaming all the time. Um, again, it's your thing. Like you're kind of that's kind of what you're you've been known for lately. It's kind of you know not that you're not good at anything else in fantasy, but that's you know you're kind of your specialty right now. Um, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about. I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but, you know, with streaming, because I'm trying to, you know, for either for those who are new to streaming, because not everyone streams, a lot of people just kind of stick with guys and roll with them. Um, some people aren't really experienced in it or haven't really mastered it. Um, when, when it comes to streaming, you know, what what would you say is like, you know, for, for someone new to fantasy or new to streaming or, you know, trying to get better at it, you know, what what do you feel is like the secret to doing well at it? Like what what do you what are you supposed to look for 
you know, what, what, what do you, are you looking at a, you know, a bunch of different things and kind of, you know, weighing them out? Is there, you know, what, what is the math to it? The, the secret formula that Josh is using to figure out who to stream? I, I, I do look at a bunch of different things, but I, if you were talking to somebody who was just thinking about giving this a try, I, I would say the most important things that you need to look at are, just the quarterback themselves, you know, the best, the best predictor really is just their average points per game and what, what Vegas is telling you. And it's not hard to, to look at like footballlocks.com and see which games are expected to be the highest scoring, you know, with quarterbacks, you want a home favorite, ideally, uh, you want somebody who's, who's favored to win in their game. They, you know, they've got the spread in their favor and, if you just look at that, you're going to be able to pick to pick out some decent guys week to week. So when it comes to, when when it comes to streaming, because you know a lot of times people tell you go with your gut instinct, go with you know the the first name you felt strong about. Um, is, is there ever a gut instinct playing it, or are you merely going off of you know schedules, weather, this that? Like, are you do you stick pretty pretty close to something, or do you ever just say, you know what, I know everything is saying this, but my gut tells me no. You know, I have I have a like a big spreadsheet that I plug everything into, and I I look at what it's telling me, and I think that that's important because you need to like challenge your own assumptions about players. And so the numbers can help you do that. They can help you challenge what you think anyways. But then once I'm done with the spreadsheet, I do just try to zoom out a little bit and and bring some of that gut into it. Right. Now, so uh, both are important. So so they're both important and you're obviously a smarter guy than me when it comes to all that stuff. I, you know, I'm not, you know, a big time I, you know, I believe in both, you know, the statistics, you know, what you see with your own eyes, all that kind of stuff. But obviously, a lot of people are, are very um, statistics driven. They have all these formulas and theories. And I, I, I get lost at that point. Um, but, you know, I, I know it works. And obviously, you know, your spreadsheets and everything, they work because, it's, it's, you know, you, you prove it weekly that you, you make some you make some really good decisions. When, when it comes to streaming, you know, you do. At least for the articles for Cloud Dodgers, you do the the defenses, the quarterbacks, the tight ends. When, when you draft personally, um, are there certain positions you go in saying like, okay, I'm definitely going to stream this position all year, like it just is what it is, or is that a case by case thing? Like depending on who ends up on your team, where you know who falls to you, are there positions that you actually draft saying I'm not going to draft someone like that? I'm really going to play all year. Uh, okay, so you know I'm more than happy to take Aaron Rodgers in the fourth round. But that never happens, right? Like, <laughs> right. like if if some of these guys would would fall to me, I would take them and be happy to just to just plug them in. But it, it's it's a weird thing. Like I I drafted uh, Russell Wilson this this year in one of my leagues, and I've I've never really done that before. And the thing that that happens is I get an opportunity to trade him for you know a running back or a wide receiver. And I end up doing it because I know I can, I can, you know, at least just kind of limp by with streaming. And, and I, I want the, those talent positions more, the, the running backs and the wide receivers. So even when I do draft them, and I do sometimes, they, they don't stay on my roster for very long because I just see more value in other positions. Right, right. That's interesting. So basically, you're, 
you know, your knowledge of flex, you know, flexing players and, and streaming players and everything like that kind of kind of gives you, a, you know, a versatility, basically, when it comes to drafting, because, you know, you know, you could either take this guy and flip him later because you feel comfortable anyway streaming, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it. You know, I don't have a, a lot of hesitation to go back to that. I, I like the idea of having a plug and play quarterback, but they, there just really aren't that many that that exist. Yeah, and they they come at a at a heavy price. I will say that of of all the positions, tight end is the one where I will go ahead and pay up. Not not like first round Gronk, but like fifth or sixth round Travis Kels is okay. Uh, and because that that's really tough to to find guys on a week to week basis that can do what some of those middle class tight ends will will do for you. Right, right, absolutely. And then when when it comes to defenses, I'm just curious. Um, you know, uh, do, do you you know again go into the draft saying I'm going to stream defenses? There's no chance I'm paying up at all for a defense. It's my last pick. I'm always going to do it this way, or you know, last second to last, whatever you do. Um, or or do you tr- you know Okay, even better, I guess what I'm saying is, like, for instance, the Vikings defense, right? So they were super hot in the beginning of the year. Uh, they got a little cold, and then, of course, last week they did really good. Um, if, if you're a guy, you know, you own Vikings defense, do you ever, and, and they're hot, do you ever say, like, oh, they have a tough matchup coming up, I'm not going to play them, I'm going to stream someone else? Or do you say, these guys are on fire, I'm just going to keep playing them? Oh, if I had, like, a, a Vikings defense, I would, I would hold them through a bad matchup. Okay. Be- because... You know, my streamers might might go out and do nothing for you, right? So I, you might as well hold on to a team that you can count on three out of four weeks. At, at least that's my take on it. Yeah, because that's that's a big question you get from people sometimes. You know, with kickers and defenses, and sometimes quarterbacks and tight ends. Even you know, um, do I do I drop this guy? I only carry one all year. You know, do I drop him? Do I risk it? Or do I you know keep him? And of course, that's going to depend on again bunch of different factors you know how big the league is and that kind of stuff because of course if you're in a 10 team league or something you're not as worried about it but um so i was just interested being you know as in depth as you are with streaming you know when you have a defense like that the broncos vikings you know certain defenses do you personally keep on to them but you said you do if you can yeah i i wouldn't mind keeping one of those you know elite defenses through a through a bye week or a bad matchup because you may not go out and get something better on the waiver wire. Plenty of my picks bust, so you know yeah. that that that's that's a real possibility. Yeah, and you're nothing, nothing's perfect. <laughs> yeah, nothing's a perfect science. Um, but it, but like I said, streaming is another one of those things that again, you know, I I don't think um, you know enough people have have mastered it. I feel that same way about you know waivers in general. You know, trading. I feel like there, you know, there's there's an art to them. You know, uh, there's a real way to do these things, and if you do them well, you tend to be in the playoffs and you tend to win championships. And that's why, you know, I love having you, you know, contribute to the, you know, to the website. But also, I wanted to have you on here um, because, although, you know, to you it's kind of second nature at this point. There's a lot of people who haven't, you know, mastered it or done it well yet. You know. Yeah, well, it's my pleasure. I've had a lot of, I've had a good time contributing to the website and. Just kind of being involved. Absolutely. So what I want to do now is jump to my favorite part of the show, the part that we usually end on before anything else, which is foul or no foul. Um, of course, you know, foul or no foul is basically a game we play where I will throw statements at you that are either typically submitted or I just come up with them. Um, and if you agree with the statement, 
then it's a no foul. If you disagree, it's a foul. Um, these questions obviously range from anything, though. They're not just fantasy football or football. They could be anything at all. So are you ready for foul or no foul, Josh? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. So let's jump to that. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. So the first foul or no foul I have, this is a funny one because I hear a lot of people complaining about this or arguing for it. But um, the first foul or no foul statement is listening to Christmas music before December is unacceptable. Foul or no foul? It is it is not unacceptable. It is acceptable. I think the day after Thanksgiving, Christmas music is in play. Maybe before then. So you're a foul on this one. Yeah, it, it it's fine to listen to Christmas music before December. It, oh, that's... man, those people out there trying to kill your spirit, right? <laughs> I yeah, come on. If if you can't listen to Christmas music, some part of your soul has died. <laughs> some people say it's too early, man, but. The one thing, you know, the one caveat is if you have kids, there, there's there's no limit on it. Because my kids will listen to Christmas music any time of the year because they always ask me, when's Christmas? When's Christmas? When's Christmas? But, you know, for sure, you know, you got people, you know, if you work in an office or anything, someone starts playing Christmas music, you're like, seriously, man? Seriously, bro? Like, it's not even, you know, we, can we get past Thanksgiving? You know, so yeah, that, you do have yeah. that. You, you need to be, I guess you need to be sensitive to the people around you and, and try not to be obnoxious, but... I think the day after Thanksgiving is is a good day to start. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Man, yeah, that, that Christmas music puts you in the spirit, man. You know, screw screw the guys who don't want to hear it, man. Just turn that volume up when they complain, right? Yeah, if that's the if that's the worst thing that happens to them all day, that's a pretty good day. The next question we have here for foul or no foul: During fantasy football playoff games, you should start your safer players, your your guys who have you know consistency at least over the boomer bus players who could go off like crazy like a madman but also have a tendency sometimes to lay you those goose eggs or really low scoring points foul or no foul josh i, I would call that a foul you you're not you're not gonna win by not taking any risks and you know you need to have some common sense and and measure that risk i don't think you should have a lineup completely full of guys that that could go boom or could completely bust but there, there needs to be some risk taking. I would say. I like that, man. I, I'm big on on risk taking too. But um, for sure, like I, I think the key to what you just said there was a balance, right? The balance in the yeah. lineup. You know, you can't have all boomer bust, um, but at the same time, you know, you want to have some, you know, some consistency there. Some some guys you feel good about overall always. Um, but it's kind of like, same with DFS. I feel like you know, in certain um, tournaments and stuff, you kind of want to have. Um, you know, a guy or two that you may feel like everyone's not using them. There's a chance he might go off. Um, and if he does, you're, you're kind of in the money. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you only can do that when you play some safe players, too, that everyone kind of feels is going to be, you know, pretty pretty stable overall, you know? Yeah, you got to have the guys that hit, whether they're high-owned or low-owned. And you know, it's going to probably be a mixture of both. For sure. All right, great. The uh, the next one I have here. Let's see. Let's see. The next one I have. Thanksgiving guest taking home a to-go plate for a family member who never comes to Thanksgiving. Foul or no foul? That's a foul. They they need to participate at least once in a while. I can understand if there are like some kind of circumstances, but no, they they don't get to just say I don't do that and get a plate. Yeah, we all know these kind of people, right? We all have a friend like this or a family member like this where. You know, they don't go to family events for whatever reason. You know what I mean? They're just not, they're not a, they're not a family social, you know, kind of person. But, 
you always got their family trying to, you know, sneak out of the house with a big ass to go plate. Like just everything filled to the brim. And you're like, I know this is Thanksgiving. Yeah. I have to be civil about this and be kind. But at the same time, man, it's a foul. Yeah, I, I are we sure this person even exists? Exactly. I think they're just taking a are we I think they're just taking a plate. It's very likely. It's very likely, man. They're just trying to get a double plate for themselves. Cause you know, we let we always every everyone gets some plates to go a lot of times, but sometimes they're trying to double up on us, I think, man. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> foul. Foul on those Thanksgiving non uh non participators. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you, Josh. All right. The next one, this is this is about streaming, man. I had to get a foul or no foul there about streaming. Streaming a waiver player over starting your stud player strictly due to a matchup. Foul or no foul? Uh, I, I've done this, so I'm going to call no foul. Yeah, I, 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 some people don't like to play the matchups, and they say, you know, always start your studs. Uh, but that that's just not really my take on it. I, I play... I'm kind of a slave to the matchup sometimes. So it, it sometimes it bites me. So, you know, sometimes Julio Jones gets 30 points on my bench, but I, it's it's just the way I'm going to play the game. Right. So so have you benched like a Julio Jones over just like a, a stream player? You have done that? It, when he, when he's injured. Right, right. You know, when, or maybe not injured, but you know the Julio Jones injury type of thing where it's like he was limited, he's limping. He he's hasn't practiced just, all week, but he will play. Yeah. <laughs> right. That, that makes me very nervous because the decoy mode could be in effect on Sunday. So if, if a guy doesn't practice, I, I don't have a problem benching him, even if he is Julio Jones. I was interested to see yeah. your answer on that because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, don't get cute. Start your studs. Don't, you know, don't yeah, don't, that, don't get too creative like that. Well, you know, you're going to mess up something when you do that. There, there's truth to that. And they're right, you know, a lot of the time. But. I just I have more fun rooting for a guy in a good matchup than hoping that your stud your stud saves par a lot of times. So that, there's truth on both sides of it. That's just that's the way I'm gonna play. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's that's the beauty about fantasy football, fantasy sports, sports in general. There's no one way to do this, man. There's no one way to yeah. do this. Your your way right. is right, and someone else's way is right. It just depends on what happens that day. Um, so, again, man, I wanted to see what you said, and I liked your answer, man. Um, the last one I want to throw at you here that I have seen a lot of people talk about as well, so I wanted to at least get it into a foul or no foul for us, and that is not starting Thursday night players in fantasy football does not apply to Thanksgiving games. Foul or no foul? Oh, it's got to, right? Like, how can you say it doesn't? If you, if you, I, I don't really buy the Thursday night thing. But if you're gonna if you're gonna buy it, you gotta buy it on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. You you don't buy it, but come on, Josh. You know there's something there, man. You know it's a little. Don't well, don't don't if, act like you don't get nervous, Josh. <laughs> if if a guy is coming off of an injury, I think that could be a real thing. But otherwise, I I, I like I don't mind starting a Thursday night guy. Man, I get so I get so terrified. There's always something, dude. If it's a kicker, I feel great. But I'm like. Like, for instance, man, last week I had Ingram, I had Hightower, I had Fleener. I benched all of them. I benched every single one of them. I was like, I don't know what to do. The Hightower, you know, Ingram situation was already sticky. And then, yeah. you know, I, I I was thinking, okay, it's Thursday. Who knows what's going to happen? They'll probably all get 10 points or something. And then here goes Hightower, you know, 20 points or whatever. And I'm like, damn, see, if I was going to play someone, I probably would have played Ingram and I would have been pissed off anyway. 
Yeah, that that game was was pretty low. It kind of lived up to the Thursday night hype, but I I don't know. I I don't mind it. Yeah, some some of the guys that do stick to that, you know, no Thursday night players, they they maybe feel like Thanksgiving is a little different, man. The guys rise to the occasion, you know, this 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 special day, this glorious day. They want to eat that turkey at the end of the at the end of the game. Some people, you know, feel like it's a little different, but. Like you said, I think if you if you if you do believe in the Thursday thing, which a lot of people do believe in the Thursday curse, surprisingly, you know, like I said, we joke about it here that kickers are the only guys you can play sometimes in those games and feel confident about it. Um, but you know, I, I expect you know tomorrow's games are pretty good as far as fantasy wise. There's some pretty you know pretty important players, pretty effective players that have been you know good all year that are in these games, right? I mean, so there's yeah, gonna be a that, lot of people watching fantasy wise next you know tomorrow. That Dallas. That Dallas Washington game has my attention, even sure. though I can't use them in my lineups. They, they, I think that's going to be a really good game. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I think the Minnesota game is going to be ugly, probably for some reason. I'm not feeling like it's going to be a good game, high scoring. I don't think. Do you think it's going to be high scoring? No, no, not at all. Both of those teams play so slow, and it's it's a divisional game. I just feel like, you know, the, weird things happen in these divisional yep. games. Like like Oakland and Kansas City. I mean, they were playing in a swamp that week. But yeah. It was just strange. I'm glad you said that because I, I I agree with you. Not not a lot of people think about it. It doesn't tend to be at least not in fantasy football. You don't hear a lot of people mention like it's a division game, so be careful. But obviously, you know, as fans, like I'm a Raiders fan, like you said, when they play the Chiefs, it's like or the Chargers. It doesn't matter what the team's record is. You're like, this is gonna be a hell of a game right now. Like who knows? You don't know what's gonna happen. So. I do think about that when I'm playing fancy players. Like if I have, you know, Derek Carr or something, and they're playing KC. I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, they're playing Denver, you know, Amari Cooper. I, I do get, you know, weird about division games like that. So I'm glad you said that because I'm not sure how many people, you know, think about it, you know, bring it into play because there's so many different things to think about, so many variables when you're talking about fancy players. I don't know how, you know, how many people that gets into, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's a real thing. I, I definitely buy, buy that hype. You know, there there may be, it may be less real than Thursday night, but I I, I believe in it. Yeah, for sure. Um, before you know, we close this thing out. Do you do you off top think of anything that we missed here that we needed to mention? Any any players, any situations that are important to mention right now that we're not getting to? You know, I was when you asked me about that uh, that crazy or not crazy thing. I was, what do you think about the chances of Brandon Marshall having another season with a different team? think that could happen oh man that would be interesting if it happened it'd be yeah i think it would kind of revive him a little bit although he does you know he's an emotional guy (laughs) you know um he's a very you know he's very emotional but i think it might revive him because i mean let's be honest i mean unless he's going to the browns or something i can't see how it doesn't help him um and he's still got some stuff left and we still got some something left in the tank don't you think yeah, I sure hope so. I, I've got him on a dynasty team, and I, you know, I saw the headline the other day that the the Jets were thinking about moving on from Brandon Marshall, and I thought, yes, please, Jets, please move on. <laughs> Let, let's not even wait. <laughs> there's a bunch. There's there's a few guys like that. Uh, we mentioned it before in the podcast. Like I'm interested to see what happens with Tony Romo. I mean, obviously, I don't think he's gonna be a Cowboy ever again. So, you know, can he go to some teams and and really make a difference at this point? Or I mean, how, how do you feel about Tony Romo? I'm just interested. Just curious. I feel like he could. Yeah, yeah he, he may be a Houston Texan next year. I don't know. We'll see. Man, that'd be crazy. There's definitely some yeah. teams that can use him, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know what happens? Oh, I did want to mention, man. I don't know if you've seen the um, the little GIF or like video on like Twitter or anything, but 
did you see the video of Dak Prescott when he tried to shoot the cup, the Gatorade cup, into the garbage and he missed? Yeah. He yeah, went back and picked it up, man. <laughs> He's a good guy. That's see? awesome. That is awesome. You never Dak. see that. Yeah, Shout no, he maybe he's like a decent guy. Those those kind of people are hard to find in the NFL. Dude, because you know, as an athlete, those guys get like spoiled, and you know, they're used to somebody picking up all their stuff for them, and they just, you know, from the from the outside observer, sometimes it looks just rude or something. But I know that's just kind of the you know the lifestyle that they that they kind of get into. But to see him like look back, oh, I missed it. Go back, pick it up, and throw it out. And then he talked to the reporters after, and he was like, "Yeah, man, you know, I, I missed the garbage, so it was just that's where it belongs." And I'm just like, man. Shout out to the Dak Prescott for that. Can this guy be any more perfect? I mean, geez. Yeah. Yeah. No. See, he seems like a decent dude. I'm sure that that level of attention would would probably change me and not for the better. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Credit he seem, to him. He seems too much of a perfect guy to be a Dallas Cowboy. Oh, did I say that? Oh man. <laughs> yeah, spoken like a true Raiders fan. Huh? <laughs> oh man, Josh, dude, I really appreciate you coming on. This was fun. Um, for those. For the people out there listening, where can they find you? It's like social media, whatever. Where can they go to, to talk to Josh? If they got streaming questions, if they want to debate with you about something, where do they find you at? Yeah, the the Twitter would be the best place, and I'm at JC Crocker there. And then, um, you know, you can find my work at, at Clock Dodgers, and uh, occasionally I'm still writing for Super2Sports.com as well. Yes, and what is the, um, the other podcast that you go on a bunch of times? Oh yeah, I should mention that. Shout out to um, them, man. We listen, yeah. Clock Dodgers is all about spreading the love. So dude, spread it. Let's get yeah, it out there. Andrew Mills. Andrew Mills has a podcast called the Fantasy Blaze Podcast that is um it's put out by uh Dynasty Football Factory. And yeah, they he's been he's been very kind to me. So give give him a listen. It's a good show. Yeah, he seems like a good dude. So definitely um I'm out man, the fantasy community is a bunch of awesome people, like for you know, it's hard to argue that fact. So definitely we're all about spreading the love here, spreading the word, supporting each other. So, you know, definitely check out his podcast, especially when Josh is on it, but just always check out the podcast because it's some good stuff there if Josh is on it. Because the guy, you know, if they're, if they're asking Josh to come on, they know what they're doing. So you got, we got to trust Josh on this one, right? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. And um, like we said, Josh has weekly articles um, for, for streaming, for defenses, special teams, you know, quarterbacks, tight ends on cloudouters.com. So always check those out. Follow him on Twitter. Also, Josh, I always like to let the guest have a final word, you know, a message to send. Um, th- this could be anything. Like I tell them, it doesn't have to be fantasy football. It can be if that's what you want, but it could literally be any message you want to, you know, put out into the universe today, man. What do you want to tell the Clock Dodger listeners who are listening right now? You know, just just enjoy your family over the next few days and, and be there, be present. Think about that. Just enjoy spending your time with them, I guess. Don't be the Seems guy who right doesn't now. show up and acts for the to-go play, right? <laughs> right. Basically, right. No, that, that sums it up. Nobody likes that guy. Nobody likes him. And Josh doesn't like him, and he's letting you know that right now. Thank you, Josh. I really appreciate it, man. Again, guys, follow him. Super good dude. Super smart dude. Great person. Thank you, man. And you have a a good Thanksgiving with your family, man. Thank you very much. You're very kind to me. Absolutely, man. Have a good one. You too. One more time, big shout out to my boy, Josh. Check out his articles at ClockDodgers.com. You are doing yourself a disservice if you don't check out these articles. Bookmark ClockDodgers.com. Check out those articles. While you're there, check out the NFL Split Tens by my boy, Eddie. Them power rankings are sick, creative, different. 
And I'd love for you to follow him on Twitter and argue with him if your team ain't in the top 10, top five, excuse me, or the bottom five. But your team might belong in the bottom five, so don't be arguing with him about it. They might just not be that good. I know it's hard to come across and understand, but they might just not be the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> it's so nice to have a good team right now and be able to talk that shit. You know how long I've been waiting for, guys? You know. Because you've been making fun of my team for the last 10 years. So you know how long I've been waiting. Now, give me this opportunity, please. Please. Give me my pass. Let me let me, let me me talk a little shit when your team... My team is 8-2. and two, Number one in the AFC West. You know I'm going to talk shit, but that's not important right now. Go follow Josh on Twitter. Check out his articles. Another article that you should be checking out that you may not have checked out yet, and that's your fault if you haven't, but you need to go check it out, like, right now. Like, as soon as this podcast says it's done and the music starts playing from Liquid Spiral and you're like, yeah, 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 jamming out, as soon as that stops, you should go to clockdodgers.com and check out all the great content there. But one, one of the things I also, you know, wanted to mention that's on there right now that I don't know if you're checking out yet, but you should be, um, whether it's just for fantasy football purposes, whether it's just because you love NFL football or, you know, whatever the, whatever your reason is, you have to check out these articles. It's called Show Me the Film, and they're written by um, Adam, Adam Drury. You know him. He's been on the show before. Um, if you're on the Fantasy Life app, it's at 8087. Go on there and check out his articles, please. This dude breaks down film like you wouldn't believe. Um, he's got some stuff on there from each week. Um, I think the last, I forget which, what's the last games we have on there, but he's killing it. He's killing it. He gives you some insight that unless you're watching that film and breaking it down and looking for this stuff, you're not even thinking about it. Stats, numbers, what his eyes are telling him, everything. So please go check those out. Very good articles. As always, I got to tell you guys, if you're interested, if you're even slightly interested, you, you're not sure if you have an interest in it or you've never written, you don't have experience, that's okay. Reach out to me. We'll find you a spot. We'll find you a spot. It doesn't have to be fancy football. It could be anything. You could want to write about knitting. You could want to write about modems and servers. I don't care what it is. I think everything is interesting. I, if you're like, if you're anything like me, which I know you are because you're listening to the Cloud Dodgers podcast, you're a Cloud Dodger, then you go down these crazy rabbit holes like I do. YouTube, Google, all these different websites. Man, if I, when I start, sometimes I don't stop. I will fall asleep at my computer desk. I will fall asleep in front of the laptop because I just start going and going and going. And they just start leading to one thing after another. By the end of the day, I don't even know what I'm reading anymore. I don't know why I'm reading it. I just have all this useless information in my mind that I may never apply, but it was interesting. And so I read it. So if you want to, you know, reach out to me, we can do something like that. That's totally fine. If not, that's all. That's all good, too. Just go bookmark clockdodgers.com. Check it out on a regular basis. Subscribe to the Cloud Dodgers podcast, guys. It's super important. I cannot stress how important it is. My boy, Two Drink Minimum, you know him if you're on the Fantasy Life app as well. He has a tendency to randomly grab people's phones and subscribe them to the Cloud Dodgers podcast. That is fucking awesome. And you should do it too. Just grab everybody's phone. Listen, it's Thanksgiving. You're going to have all the family in your house. Or on Christmas, you're going to have family and friends around. You're going to go to parties with your friends. Whatever it is, grab everybody's phone. Be like, hey, man, can I see your phone really quick? Uh, my phone's messing up. I just want to check something really quick. Or, you know, they leave their phone out or something. And you just grab it, go into the podcast app, 
find Clock Dodgers by searching for it and just subscribe them to it. That's it. That's it. Trust me, you're not doing anything bad. You're doing them a favor. They should be doing this and listening to this with you. The more, the merrier. That's that's how it goes, right? The more, the merrier. We are stronger as a unit. Come on, guys. I appreciate anybody, all jokes aside, who does anything like that, who does anything to support the show by word of mouth, whether it's doing any kind of way that you do it. You know I appreciate you, and I appreciate that because the more people involved, the better this is, the funner this is, the more I connect with new people and, and, and the same regulars that we have. I love it. You guys are amazing. It's Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this right now, it may already be Thanksgiving. It may be past Thanksgiving. Uh, it doesn't matter. You know, what it, you, you know what to do. Have a great Thanksgiving. Have a safe Thanksgiving. Have a yummy Thanksgiving. Have a loving Thanksgiving. Take care of your families. Don't be the guy who does not go to Thanksgiving but gets that big ass to go plate that we talked about. Don't be that guy. Me and Josh don't like that guy. We just talked about it. You don't like that guy either. Don't be that guy. I mean, somebody has to be that guy because there's a lot of those guys or women, I guess, too. You know, sometimes women, you fall into that, you know, that thing, too, that that spot. Um, Don't be that guy. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Have a healthy Thanksgiving, a safe Thanksgiving. Shout out to all of you. Let's make it happen, guys. Have a great day. Be great. Be beautiful. Keep dodging. Visit ClockDodgers.com for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at ClockDodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.